and welcome to Spiritual Successor, a comedy video game design podcast where, where, where we take your lovely video game ideas and turn them into the next triple A titles. AJ, Reggie fils screwed me this week. Like the big Nintendo guy? The big Nintendo guy. Oh, actually, wait. I'm sorry. The that's CEO, the, no, yeah, the that's CEO so wrong for GameStop. me to do. The GameStop guy. The big GameStop guy. The GameStop, the GameStop guy. The, the, I just have him so connected to Nintendo in my mind that like the idea of him being the big GameStop man is still just like, it's so hard for me to make that mental yeah, that, that, jump, beside, you know? Beside the point. Beside the point. Beside the point. So you and I, you know what you and I had planned this lovely, this lovely Friday night? Or this past fr- Friday night, you and I were going to hang out, be best buds, and play Monster Hunter Rise. The brand new, sw- brand new so Switch good. game is going to be so fucking good. And you know what? I was like, all right, I don't have pre-order money. I have upfront money. So I'm going to go to GameStop, and I'm going to go buy it. Guess what, AJ? Every single GameStop, every single Target, every single fucking Walmart in my zip code is sold out of Monster Hunter Rise. Ooh. And I'm solely blaming Reggie fils because he was the first one to let me down. I don't know who the CEOs of Target and Walmart are, but I bet you they're shitty money hoarders as well. You know Reggie but isn't like the CEO of GameStop, right? He is the CEO of GameStop, isn't he? No, he's like the he's like he's up there, like he's at the big table. What are you talking about? He's... He was brought no, he was brought in to revamp like GameStop. He's I don't the think guy. He's like the CEO. Just Google it really quick. Reggie Fizeme. Oh, did I? Oh God, how do you spell Fizeme? I'm a dumb, dumb, stupid, <laughs> dumb, dumb Fiz. Oh man, that's not how you say that. <laughs> oh, I was kind of close. Re- reggae? No, it's not reggae fesame. What? Are you, what is that? Re- reggae fesame. <laughs> oh, that's how you spell fesame. Reggie fesame is an American businessman best known for being the president and chief operating officer of Nintendo of America. Uh, where's your thing about? Where's your thing about GameStop, buddy? I need to know, or else this bit doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm willing to blame Reggie Fizeme anyway. I just wanted to get you on the well, actually, before somebody on Twitter did. You know what I mean? I'm out here doing uh, their work to catch you over extended. You're catching it. Okay. G- GameStop named Fizeme along two others onto its board of directors. Okay, so he's board of directors. I can still blame him. He contributed to my sadness. I was going to hang out he with my buddy. He definitely contributed. If nothing else, he was complicit in your sorrows. So uh-huh. fuck uh-huh. him. The biggest man yeah, in the te- so, the biggest man in the games industry went out of his way to do nothing to help you. Okay, and you know what you and I were gonna do? We're gonna use our small as fuck platform, and we're gonna do something. We're gonna get rev- revenge on Resi Fizeme, and everybody who helps out is gonna profit in the in the process. So, this is why I suggest AJ, we okay. buy out his stocks in GameStop. You and okay. I, we make out like bandits, and then you and I are on the board of directors for GameStop. And then you and I can revolutionize the company with our brand new AAA video game ideas. I don't think I can afford a stock in GameStop anymore. Isn't it? Uh, no, it's only like 50 bucks per, right? Man, I don't know what, how much. much a stock costs. Who do I look like? John Wall Street? John Wall Street. AJ, AJ Hart, John of Wall Street. That's what the J stands for. <laughs> Okay, GameStop stock. Whoa, GameStop stock is down by a lot, but it's oh, currently just... at a hundred. It's currently at one hundred and eighty-one dollars. Yeah, you can still buy GameStop stock. That two hundred just... bucks for a stock? It's no, it's not two hundred bucks. It's one hundred and eighty-one dollars. AJ, that's nineteen. That's nineteen dollars less. You know what I could do with those nineteen dollars? You could buy Monster Hunter Rise three times over. I I no, wish I could, a, but it's not available anywhere game. right now. 
It's with a the nineteen dollar with the well, it was fifty dollars at Walmart for some reason, which is weird because I thought it was going to be a sixty dollar game. Yeah, maybe that's just how we do it out here in bumfuck nowheresville. <laughs> The benefits of living in uh, Nowheresville, America. Uh, $60 games are $10 cheaper. But there, uh, but outside of that, you only have a bowling alley and a Target to go to. <laughs> I don't have a Target here. Are you crazy? You don't have a Target? What? No. What? You got a bowling alley, like... though. Is it? Uh, oh, I mean, yeah, bowling alleys are great. You get the cheesy fries. Dude, oh, man, yeah. that's, like, one thing I'm going to do once this whole, like... This whole quarantine's done. I'm going to go to a bowling alley, get some cheesy fries that are going to kill me in three years, and a nice little icy cup. God, the worst thing that this pandemic has ever possibly done to me is make me miss bowling. Fuck bowling. God, the things <laughs> I would do so... to be able to go bowling with my friends. <laughs> uh, a little backstory here. AJ has famously, um, famously among our group, not like online, but uh, famously I hates hate bowling. bowling. It's not fun. And every time I go, I feel sick afterwards. I don't know what it is about bowling. I just always get like a bowling cold afterwards. Also, it's not fun to be there bowling. But wow. man, if I was in a situation where my homies were like, hey, Jay, you want to go bowling? You could not. I would beat everybody to the alleyway. Which is so fucking weird that you don't like bowling because it just it just feels like AJ energy. Like, especially when it gets blacklight, you just like, it's loud, awesome, fun, pump music, either like 1980s or electronica. There's blacklights. There's alcohol there. You can just talk with your friends. Like, it, it, you don't have to worry about being loud. Like, AJ, they like bowling alleys just feel like you, man. They feel bad. You have to wear other people's shoes. It's too loud because like if they you're bowling, them. you're probably just chatting and talking. So, like, you don't want super-duper loud music. At that point, I may as well just go to an actual club or something. I mean, like, but AJ, you could do the fun thing where, like, (laughs) you could be a grown-ass man and ask them to, because they'll do it. They'll bring out the rail where you could just put the bowling ball on the rail and it rolls You say that, but one time I was bowling someplace and I asked if we could get the rails up as a 20-something, and the prison looked at me and said, we don't do that for grown-ups. That did happen to me. Oh, that you know what? Maybe that's why you hate bowling so much. That one bad like experience, like you just wanted bumpers, and that guy was like, "Nah, man, you're a grown ass man. We don't do that for people like you." Sorry. God, AJ, I hate bowling. Can we talk AJ, about something have... I like instead? <laughs> I just want to clarify that you and I started this bit talking about Reggie Fizabe and how we wanted to get revenge on him, and then that turned into cheesy fries and bowling, and how you hate it. And I love it. <laughs> Hello, yeah, I know. Everybody. We're really um, bad at just like keeping to a mission statement and like keeping on a topic for any amount of time, huh? <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you know, that makes the podcast fun, I think. Just jump from topic like, to topic submission. to topic. All right, give you a submission. Uh, I mean, I I think we still need to know your name, AJ. They know my name because I said it oh, in a very shit. anger anger statement. Who introduce yourself, AJ? Tell us uh uh tell us uh, your name and three back three facts about yourself. Okay, okay. Um my name is AJ Hart. Um, I'm what you, super cool. What do you cool. main in Monster Hunter? Uh, Monster Hunter Rise. What do you uh, I main? I am a charge blade main, okay. but I've been okay. dabbling with great sword this time around. Uh, favorite favorite uh monster in Monster Hunter. Pookie Pookie's up there for favorite. Uh, there was a Monster Hunter monster in Monster Hunter Four called Kechawecha that I really adored. That one was really uh-huh. cool and fun. Okay. Okay, what was the uh, card number that you used to purchase Monster Hunter Rise? And don't forget those three yeah, yeah, little four... nifty numbers on the back. 
Yeah, yeah, four zero seven zero five zero zero. Well, hit me with a video game today. <laughs> okay, I'll hit you with a video game. All right, this one comes to us on Twitter from Blue Bowser Stan account at Koopa Kirby. Pong as a roguelike. I'm still on that nice loop here, oh hi. And I'm wondering, how can you... How can you and I do Pong as a roguelike? So let's look at the elements Isn't of Pong. Isn't that just like any of those like paddle blast games? You know the ones I'm talking about. We have the little ball that jumps up, hits the blocks, and bounces down yeah, to the paddle. That's not a roguelike, though. That's just like each level is slightly different. I'm thinking of like how can you do a randomly generated thi- like Pong game? So one, I, I think let, let's say you're starting a run in this roguelike Pong. Your paddle needs to be unique. The ball you needs to be needs to be unique, and the things you are hitting need to be uniquely shaped. So, like you, maybe you, you know, like in Loop Hero, when you unlock the thing where you get basic gear, um, when you start uh-huh. out, but that basic gear can like change in its value. Um, it's not always the same. Basically, I'm wondering if you can do something similar like that, where it's like you go out. And you get a ba- you, it's everything's randomly generated for you. So you have a paddle that is, uh, maybe it's maybe it's not a normal size paddle. Maybe it's extra extra long or it's extra extra small. And then the ball is actually triangle shaped, so it moves erratically. It doesn't move like a ball. And also the movement speed can be different. The amount of um, <laughs> I'm wondering if you could do a similar effect. Uh, you ever play What the Golf? Where you just no. log into a level. You've never played What the Golf? Oh my god, that game. Actually, AJ, we should play that on the channel. Like, that's a really, really fun co-op game. So, What is What, what the, the Golf? What the Golf is a golfing game, but um, every everything about it is just really abstract. So, like, the first time you log in, um, instead of hitting the ball, when you swing your club, you actually, your body gets moved as if it were the ball. And then there are other okay. levels where you actually are a soccer ball trying to get to the end of the level, trying to get into the hole, or uh, you're a ball that has like a, a grappling hook and you're trying to swing around planets or it's just, it's very, very bizarre and it's very, very fun. And then it all like equates into one. And big, like the rules like, change that. every level. Yeah. The rules, the rules okay. change every level. I mean, well, the, the, the goal is the same. It's the goal is, you know, get, get your thing quote, to ball. end. Yes, yes, or have it hit the flag in some areas because, like, sometimes, like, a body doesn't fit into a hole, so it's, like, you hit the flag. And there is always so, a race element to it where if, you, especially if you're playing co-op, it's, like, if you and I were playing, the first one to get to the flag wins. So could you do a, com- a, a co-op versus element to this? Oh, and like bring in the like idea co-op. that it's two players. Okay, I don't know uh-huh. about it being two players, but here's a game that this is reminding me of. Did yes. you ever hear me talk about uh, Monster in the Well? No, I've never I've never talked to you about that before. So Monster in the Well is this game. It's an indie game. I played it on Switch for a while. Essentially what it is is you go into this dungeon and there's all sorts of things that you need to smack so that they trigger switches and stuff. But the way that it actually plays that is that you are a little robot that has different bats and you can swing them at balls, and the balls will launch at those things that you need to hit. Think of it as a game where all of the Aww. combat, instead of you attacking things, you're attacking a ball that will go out and strike the things that you want to hit. And real quick question: Does so like does does that like activate traps that clear enemies? Is that like so what it is? Mostly, or? it's mostly within this game. It's defense mechanisms. Uh, there will be lasers that mm-hmm. shoot you, so you need to make sure you don't trigger the laser by hitting the wrong thing. Or there'll be like charred 
like nodes that need to be charged. So you need to hit it with the ball four times, or you need to get the ball charged mm-hmm. with lightning and then hit something else. It it is like mm-hmm. a puzzle blaster, I guess, and a little bit like Pong. But I will admit that it's low. It's low on combat, high on puzzles. So maybe what we're looking at for a roguelike Pong game is that same system of you have a ball and different paddles that you can use to strike that ball, but different paddles, which mm-hmm. you'll pick up roguelike through boxes through the level, will cause different things mm-hmm. to happen when you strike the ball. Perhaps you get I one power-up that is the multi-ball I wanna, trigger. I want to build on this. So you're, you brought up an interesting thing of like the idea of going through a level. Um, and like hitting various things. What if we put this on a railway? So it's Pong, but the boxes move towards you. So you need to clear the space like as it comes towards you. So you uh, it's like ba- Tetris style. Like Tetris style, not not exactly because Tetris not Tetris is about, style. Like, what's the one? What's the one where you like you have a like a marble space blaster? You, you're at the bottom. You're shooting things up, right? It is. It is yes. all of those yes. tile blaster games, except the tiles are always going to be feeding down towards you from the top. Yes, but it, unlike Bubble Bubble, um, once those boxes get to the bottom, well, it Bubble doesn't Bubble kill you. Bubble Bubble is a platformer just... where you run around and you catch monsters and bu- giant bubbles and they float up to the top so you can kill them, which is a different no, Bubble game. Bubble? No, that's, no, that's Bubble Bubble. Or is that Bubble Trouble? Is that Trouble? different than Bubble Bubble? Bubble Trouble <sighs> might be the blaster you're thinking of. Bubble Trouble game. Uh, no, Bubble Bubble. Yeah, because it's it, we're t- I think we're talking about the same thing, but they had because it's ha- the it, one with the dinosaurs. Yes, there. They, I, but there are two games that use those dinosaurs. There's okay. You're right. There is Bubble Bobble is the one where you're like in that little platforming game. I know There's I'm another... right about Bubble Bubble being a platformer. Don't come at me <laughs> about Bubble Bubble. <laughs> well, I'm trying to find, I'm trying, cause there was this arcade. Um, it, God, it was so cool too. This was like, um, this was my local pizzeria as a kid. You're and thinking it just about had Bubble this... Blaster. But is it Bubble Blaster? Okay. So unlike, you're right, you're right. It is Bubble Blaster. God, I miss Bubble Blaster so much. That game was like, that was so, because it was just so part of my childhood. Like every time I, every, every time I was done with like a baseball game or something, I'd go to this just, just really shitty pizza joint that had this amazing Bubble Blaster and Metal Slug arcade cabinets. And it was just so fucking cool. But it's going back. So unlike Bubble Blaster, where once the bubbles get to the bottom, you die, it doesn't work that way. In this game, it's about trying to keep your ball alive. So like in Pong, if it, the ball goes past you, use a, you lose a point. In this in this game, you lose a life or whatever. Mm-hmm. So as and you're just trying to get uh, it could and we we'll have to figure this out. Is this like level based um, or is it like it's endless like loop hero theoretically? Um, is there like a boss at the end of actually that'd be fucking cool? So you do a thing where you have to keep your ball to survive till the end of the level, but along the level. The more boxes you destroy um, can increase, like, each box has, like, income in it that you can purchase upgrades between levels. Or uh, it during the level, you can get power-up boxes that be like, oh, now, you're, now your ball's on fire. And it basically, instead of just destroying one box, it'll destroy every box that's adjacent to the one that it connects. And there'll so, like, be an a little shop round. that you can constantly buy these little upgrades from. I like that. Mm. I like that. <laughs> and you know what could be funny too is like the shopkeep is just like an L piece from Tetris. He's just like it's just like it's just like <laughs> Tetris pieces that are just managing this store. Um and then once you get to the end, it becomes some sort of like could you do where all the bosses are 
like variances of Pong. And you can only use the power-ups that you got along the level or something like that. Oh, that, yeah. So it's like a it's like a tile blaster through like the level. And then every time you hit a boss, it becomes like a Pong match. And you would throw your yes. little ball up. The the boss would hit it. And the boss will have like a different thing, right? Like maybe one boss mm. strikes it and your ball will become a spin ball. And it's going to go a different way. Or the boss yes. will hit it and will do like a fun loop-de-loop. Or the boss will hit it and then it will disappear. And you have to like mm-hmm. aim your tile where you think it should land. Just because by this God. point you should know – you should have it down pat by this point. You know be so cool too? Like I, I – it's – it's Pong is like such a basic game. But I feel like there's so many things you can do with it. I don't know so how I feel about it being wrote like on rails is my problem. Like I feel like putting it on rails is a little bit – Well, that gives you more – I think that gives you more – variants because like a roguelike is it'll give you more stress for certain although then you well a roguelike in my opinion is like that you it it needs to feel different every time and how do you make if it's just one board um how do you make that one board different every time and feel like oh i'm excited of this difference you know yeah my issue so is more like, about, like, the yeah. gameplay feel of it being on rails. But I guess if you're just mm-hmm. going to be able to allowed to move your little tile or dude that hits the ball mm-hmm. left or right, I guess being on rails is totally fine. And well, then it's just, this? like, how a about, thematic thing. How about this? How about this? Uh, we Let's think of this differently. Rather than it's a rail, let's take the gun. I'll, I'll hit you with this. We're, let's put a pin in it. Okay. You want to put a pin in because it? Because okay. there is something here. Okay, because I have a little bit more. I was thinking Pong, but as a bullet hell. And maybe we can have some fun with that, where you're going room to room and, like, you're bouncing the ball around the room rather than it being, like, a rail. It's going from – you're going from bottom to top while things are coming from top to bottom to you. Um, but, yeah, l- let's put a pin in it. Let's talk about another game. Do you have, an, you have a game for us, brother? Yeah, I got – this one comes from Ryan Vafazida. Hey. At, Ryan, at Vafa Ryan on Twitter. Neko Atsume 2, Feral Cat Collector. Do you remember the time in the early aughts? It was like the end of the DS days, start of the Connect. <laughs> well, we'll get to our memories of Neko Atsume. Uh, I've never played we, those games, but continue. continue you didn't please. play Neko Atsume? Okay, well, no, let's I go never. with the let's go with the grandiose stuff. The early aughts, late early aughts. Connect mm-hmm. was on its way, so we had Connectimals. We had Nintendo Dogs and Nintendo Dogs Two and Nintendo Cats. You know, digital pets were really all the rage at this point. I want to go back to that. I want to go back to the point when we all loved digital pets. We had Tamagotchis and shit like that. And we just don't have that. We don't have that anymore. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so perhaps we might be able to return to that with Neko Atsume too. So let's talk about our experience with Neko Atsume. Neko, Neko Atsume was a very passive cat collector. You opened up the app, and every now and again, a new little JPEG of a cat maybe would have shown up. Um, Unless, of course, Tubbs showed up, which was a fat cat that would eat all of the cat food that you put out. And if Tubbs showed up to your fucking garden, you weren't going to get any more cats because you have to put cat food in the yard to get new cats. And Tubbs would eat it all because he's a big fat cat. Hate you, Tubbs. Smug, smiling, (laughs) some bitch. So what? So, okay, okay. I never really played these games much. I I think the closest I Nintendo got Dogs? was no, never played Nintendo Dogs. The closest you, I've gotten you played to Nintendo this Cats, is, right? No, I didn't. I never played any of that stuff. Oh, uh, you were I, a Connectimals guy. 
No, not connectimals. I did steal a Tamagotchi once and then had to give it back because I got caught. <laughs> um, I was, I was, I was like, I was in, I was in fucking elementary school. I was, I was, I was an idiot. Um, <laughs> so why didn't you play any of these? Perhaps, perhaps that's the problem, right? Maybe we need to find out what would make you interested in a in a animals in an e pet situation. You know, I what was it about really, these games that didn't hook you? The I have a thing with games. I love really, and you and I were just talking about this prior to recording this episode, is I like tight-knit story-driven experiences. And games where you are just casually kind of get to do what you want whenever you want, is I, I, it, they just don't really hook me all that much. The exception of, I really like Minecraft, but I can only play that for a little bit. And Don't Starve. Um, and I'll play a fuck ton of Don't Starve, but then I die. And then I'm like, I'm not touching this game for another three months because I'm so mad that I died and lost <laughs> hours worth of work um so so your problem is that you it was a game where you could pet your pets but it wasn't Mm -hmm. a game where you experienced a deep plot there was no plot and there was no stakes so i'm wondering if uh, we're dealing with feral cats so that means there has to be stakes right these are cats that'll they'll, they'll fuck you up like is there a possibility that you can do a game about taking care of your animals so they don't do a mutiny on you so is okay. it about like trying to appease your cat overlords that have invaded Blake, I've your just home? Been, I've just <laughs> been reminded of something horrible in video game history, and I need to share it with you because this is what, very germane to our discussion. All right, tell me about it. So you know Fire Emblem, you know the hate video game Fire Emblem, the tactics game. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, totally, man. I remember you being addicted to that game for a while. Did you know that in one of them you were able to pet your friends? Um, I don't, I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> no, it was totally, it wasn't like a weird thing. It was like, so, and it got, okay, so. <laughs> I mean, no, okay, is... okay, let's break that down. I, I, let's, let's be honest. A head scratch is really nice. I don't give it, unless you have like a thing about touch, which is totally understandable. But like, if I'm like hanging out with like a girlfriend or something and she starts scratching my head, I'm going to fucking pass out right there. I okay, could be walking so... on a pier and I'll pass out. It's that good. You. Here's what happened. Okay, so in Japan, they they censored it. This is the only reason why I know about this is because it became a big discussion Nothing on Twitter. Nothing good has ever started with, and they censored it. Well, <laughs> censoring it, okay, you know what? They removed it. Censor feels like a strong word because it didn't feel like something that needed removed. So here's what it you was. Can, was You can the, pet your the, friends anywhere. You can pet is your that friends. So you're in getting Fire to? Emblem, I think it was Fire Emblem Fates, which there's a lot wrong with Fire Emblem Fates. But yeah, this one maybe one wasn't a bad thing. You can like, date your siblings or some shit, dude. Fire there's Emblem a lot is not wrong a... with Fire Emblem Fates, <laughs> but we're not talking about that right now. There was a mechanic in it called skin shit. Where you could invite your people uh-huh. over to your room, and it's a little bit like the new Fire Emblem. There's a tea time thing where you invite somebody over for tea time. But in Fire Emblem Fates, you would invite them into your room, and you could pet your friends, and you would gain bond over it. And so when they localized it to America, they removed the ability to pet your friends, but they kept it if you pet – you could pet your wife or husband. If you married somebody, you were allowed to pet them. If you weren't married, you weren't allowed to pet them. And I'm just blown away because if you – if your problem, Blake, is that you never played a, played a Nintendogs or a Connectimals, a game about petting incredible little beings – Fire Emblem could have given you that if you married one of the cat or dog people. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> then you would have gotten your digital Eve pet, uh, and you would have gotten a game with a very deep and good story. Well, not from Fates. Actually, you know does, what? I'm wrong. Wait, That's not what Fates had to offer. How does, how does any of this translate to our Feral Cats game? Are you saying we have a bunch of Feral well, you Cat were saying, girls that you, you can said pet I or never whatever. played Connectimals or any of those games because there was no plot to it, and I remembered uh-huh. a game where you could pet something, and it was tied to the plot. It's really yeah, kind of the only I, main connection. I don't want to have to go through, like, 60 hours of incest to, to get to that experience, okay? That does not hey, sound at all appealing. You were able to avoid dating all of your siblings. There was only four siblings on each side. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, that just game the really statement. said, there go ahead and marry your siblings. siblings, huh? Damn, Fates. What's up? Fire Emblem, what was your damage? You know, it's, it's, you know, here's the thing. Here's the fucking thing. Because everybody likes to hide behind this wall. Not everybody. I'm not going to do a blanket statement. Sorry. There are people that hide behind the wall. It's like, well, it's medieval, man. I'm like, that doesn't mean we need to do it. That doesn't mean you need to make a game where that's a thing you can do. Like, that does, that, it's like, look, look, hey, cool. Uh, Okay, if they're telling a story that takes place in medieval whatever, it's like Game of Thrones or something, sure, like, that's something that happens, and that's something that's part of your story. But But the moment you put it into a video game. thing until the last season, and wow, fuck, they winged that one up. No, okay, here's the thing, here's the thing. I think there's a difference between telling a story that has elements of that and putting somebody in an experience where they can pursue it themselves. There's a very, <laughs> yeah. very big difference with for me with that. Because, like, it's like, hey, check out this game where you could have this, this dating game where you get to live with these people for 60 hours plus 80 hours. They're also your brother and sister. And it's going to be a great experience. And I'm like, <laughs> well, that's, 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 it's, 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 it's. It is not about telling the story at that point. It's about be. It's like, hey, you have that fetish that you don't want to tell all your buddies about. Come play our game. You know, like. It, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. It is, we can't, it is, we it is can't very get different. into the nitty gritty of using this narrative story thing. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow, it is a theme that too many things play with and is yucky as all get out, huh? Um. So, for the purpose of our Neko Atsume 2 Feral Cats video No, that's video it, that's again. it. Let's go to the next game. That's, oh, okay, that's sorry. Just, we, we, start, we talked about... Unless you have something... Is something there, or is it just funnier to leave it on the note of us talking about using that as a cats, platform to The talk. cats can talk, and, like, five of them want to kill God, and so you can pet them and be like, who's a little... Who's about to go who's commit deicide? Who's going to go do deicide? And that would so be very okay. fun, actually. Perhaps. So, so you're raising these cats to, <laughs> so that they can go kill are you God. Some, yeah. Are you some? Are you just like some fucking wizard or something or some magical being that is collecting? No, you're just feral a dude in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> you're just some. You're just some dude in fucking Burbank, Los Angeles. Just like, man, I have a bunch of feral cats just outside my house. I'm, I'm gonna raise them to kill God. I'm gonna, well, they want to kill God on their own. That's their journey. And you just want to help them achieve their biggest dreams. Like and you're a very them. caring cat cat parent. That's a, you know I you know I can respect that. I can respect that. So what does gameplay look like? Is it just is it like a day to day manager like Persona or uh, Deadly Premonition where you got? I think like... it would play like the app or like Connectimals or Nintendogs where you just kind of check in on it every day to just see what's going on, how your pets are doing, if any new pets mm-hmm. showed up. Who wants head scratches? Who doesn't want head scratches? Who's hungry? Who's not hungry? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just now <laughs> okay. you have now there's dialogue and plot lines and 
head scratches. So, okay, AJ. Yeah? <laughs> We're just going to lead into it. Let's fucking lead into it. So, when you get these cats, they're just, they look like cats. But as they grow in level, they become human. Are you about to so pitch just, some hot to they... boyfriend shit? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Okay. Yeah, they're just going to become, they're going to become anthropomorphized like cat dudes and cat women. And just so you meet people. one cat and it's like a big, like buff cat. And you're like, oh, that's fun. And then as that's you go down the plot buff. line, they turn into what like the... fucking Kiryu Kazuma or some shit. <laughs> they get a back tat and it's just yeah. a cat face. <laughs> it's yeah, just a, a back cat tattoo. paw on their back. <laughs> that actually sounds it's just picture kiryu kazuma but instead of a dragon it's just like a fucking it's just your grumpy ass cat what's the name of your cat that's always giving you shit looks but they're zombie. like super zombie yeah they just have a grumpy just kiryu kazuma with a grumpy face cat on their back maybe there's one cat that's missing an eye and then as you raise it it oh, turns shit. out that, that cat's like a pirate or something no, they're under underground fighting rink. They're like in a fight club sort of thing. <laughs> the, 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 oh my god, they're in a gang called the Stray Cats, dude. And they're just oh, like, that's they very good. The, they want, yeah. <laughs> then you have another one that grows up to be some sort of musician. Just like, just the wildest like of. But, okay, but hold on. How does that equate to they all want to kill God? Are we dropping the kill God thing? Where they we're just dropping kind the kill of, God? Oh, they all have their own okay. unique plot lines, and you can get them by feeding. You can get those unique plot lines by feeding them and giving them head scratches and taking them out for walks. <laughs> it's just the head scratch thing just becomes progressively more uncomfortable as the game goes on. It's like it's oh, not you're not comfortable to pet your homies. Everyone <laughs> loves a good head pat. You know, you're right. You're right. I don't know. It's just like... I That's would, why it's weird I that Fire want... Emblem removed from petting your homies. <laughs> Give them head scratches. We all love a good hug. You know, you're... Yeah, you're right. Like, I, if I think about our friend group, which is, like, I think very tight-knit, it's just constantly talking about hugging and cuddling and kissing each other. So I'm like, yeah, that sounds about that sounds about right. If you, you care for your homie very deeply, a head pat is totally reasonable. It just it was it still blows my mind that when they localized Fire Emblem, they were like, uh, the sister thing, yeah, we're keeping that, but we absolutely cannot have people petting or hugging each other. Yuck. You know, it's it's kind of it is weird by them removing it, I think they made it more They made it weird illicit. by removing it, yeah. Yeah, because it's like it's something you only do with people that you're super close with, so it'd be like it's like trying to. No, you. It's something you do because they're canonically animal, rabbit, and cat, like dog, cat, and rabbit people. Of course, wait, I'm wait, gonna want to pet wait, them, hold idiot. Hold on. So wait, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. So Fire Emblem has animal is, people. Yeah. Well, okay, but what I'm at, what I'm asking is, is, is the petting option only available towards the animal people? Or no, is it's it like for all anybody? of the people. It's for anybody. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So that's that's. I mean, sure, that's fine. <laughs> Hey, anyway, you have a video game for me? This one went <laughs> way off the rails. Yeah, we went all over the place. Uh, you know, I think that's our charm, though, AJ. We just we talk about one thing, and then we forget what we're talking about. I think our charm oh, is no. that we congratulate ourselves super often. Well, give me a submission. <laughs> we got to be confident, man. Um, I realized that I don't know what happened, but... Uh-huh. All of the submissions I saved, or quote, I thought I saved, I didn't save. Um, okay, go get a, go get one then. Go fishing. Okay, okay. Give me a second. Give me a second. I mean, I could give you another one myself if you want. It will, it'll be a bit unfair to you, but. 
Hey, AJ, I lost all my submissions. Can you give me another one, please? I don't know. My phone's waking out right now. Yeah, yeah. This comes from Caleb at Busto314, a character action game where the main gimmick is having visions of the future, showing you attacks ahead of time. This is very funny to me. Okay. Isn't that just like Sasuke's power in, Nar- in like in Naruto, where they have their first fight in front of the waterfall? Like he can kind of see all the attacks as before they happen. Yeah, but here, here's what I want to pitch you, Blake. You're playing a character okay. action game. You see a character mm-hmm. make the attack to attack you. Is your immediate thought to wait or dodge that one? Hold on. What? What are you? I'm sorry. What are you asking me? So. So this character action game would show you the full animation of your character being stricken and then the animation would trigger of the enemy actually attacking you, giving you two uh-huh. things to dodge. So every time that your character would normally dodge, you have to decide whether or not this is your tr- your character's ability triggering and you're seeing the future, which you should do nothing about. Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. if you go ahead and dodge this one because it might be real. I'm proposing a character action game where you play as That's So Raven and you don't know when your ability is triggering or not. Oh, well, I mean, like, I I feel like that would be – is it inconsistent? Is that what it's what you're saying? Like you yeah, don't I think know it'd if... be fun if it was inconsistent, oh. or perhaps perhaps it goes off randomly, and the only way you can tell is by like in the very bottom right oh. corner there will be a tiny icon that you need to like train yourself to uh, like be watching in the periphery. You know what this is? This is like this is like because we don't actually see it happen in the game. This is Katana Zero. Like that's his ability in Katana Zero is like he can run over like he basically sees the possibilities in front of him before he actually does the full act. So I'm wondering if it's something is is it something like that? But you don't know what if you're seeing a premonition or if you're actually in the fight. What's preventing yeah, you from dodging? Yeah, you don't know regardless? if it's a premonition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm imagining it a little bit le- less gr- less in depth than the Katana Zero gimmick, and I'm imagining mm-hmm. something in. I recently played through all of Fury, and there was this incredible boss fight where there's always, like, a visual tell when you are supposed to trigger uh, the block in Katana Zero, or not Katana Zero, Mm -hmm. in Fury. And then near the end, there's a boss that when he does his attack, he blurs his entire body and then, like, does a full body check forward to faint like he's going for an attack. That you mm-hmm. as a player have to realize that's a bluff. Wait half a second longer and then block. So it's a game, I want con- a game about that it just identifying blocks. That. Yes. Okay. Okay. Is there a is there a world where like that bluff those bluffs change enemy to enemy? So like every enemy has their own bluff, but also is that how do you? I feel like that's just games in general, though. Is like you have to identify, like you're just seeing some sort of identifier to let you know, like, hey, is this an, an actual attack that's a coming, or is there an opening here? I feel like it's not necessarily. Or, yeah. What if you think? What if you? What if you think it's something that you're supposed to block, and it isn't? Mm-hmm. You block mm-hmm. the bluff, but sometimes, but sometimes you think it isn't a bluff, and it is an attack. I'm saying it uh, the superpower just, is 50 that's 50. Just fight games, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's not necessary. How you just described identifying, like, oh, this person's going to attack and they're not going to attack. It's not, I, I don't think it's playing with the premonition part of it. I'm wondering, okay, here, how about this? How about this? How about this? 
you and I are going to create this game that has a premonition mechanic where you don't know if you're seeing a premonition or somebody's currently attacking. But here's the stink. If you react during a premonition, the person that you are reacting to sees that and can then changes up their attack. So by not being able to dictate if it's a premonition or not, that per- it changes like their their attack overall. So it, it's maybe there's this domino effect of uh, this person's coming in for a swipe. You don't realize you don't realize it's a premonition. You duck as if they're swiping. Oh, that person now knows that you're reacting to that, and then they get the upper hand on you. But then again, like, is that really premonitiony, or is that just all right? Combat? I'm gonna be is honest with you, Blake. Basic- about halfway. Th- about halfway through that discussion, I realized that I wasn't following at all, and then I started to think about the fact that Sasuke sees like this, and man, how did he do it? Well, it, it, luckily he How did he has... Sasuke master the Sharingan and the ability to predict his enemy's moves? Because that sounds it was stressful. Actually, it was wicked, like, it, it was wicked well illustrated in the manga, because, like, you actually see everything that's a premonition is, like, half opacity. So he sees, like, the trail in which it's coming, but he sees, like, the present time at the same time. So he just basically sees, like, a reverse ghosting effect. And that's, like, I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool as hell, actually. And that feels easier to understand than being, like, some abstract, like, you get a vision every time somebody moves a finger. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, no, you could, like, see the trail. Okay, that's what it is, then. Every time Mm -hmm. an enemy attacks, they create three clones, and you have to quickly identify which one's the real one and block that. Oh. uh, Oh, wait, actually, you're onto something here. You're onto something here. So... Could it's a it constant that... guessing game to figure out when you're, which one you're supposed to block, and there's going to be like 18 enemies on the field. See, okay, how about this? How about th- yeah? You're right. That was exactly where I was going. Is like if it's just one person. Let's let's start with like visualizing this with one person. You spawn on the left side of the room. Another per- your enemy spawns on the right side of the room. That person stays in front of the door, but clones come out from them. That shows you their path. And once they get to the end of their path, they can attack. So that, and then you basically have to, you can't kill anything that isn't the end path thing. So uh, you can't, let's say, let's say there's three clones. There's the initial, or there's the initial person, the person in the middle of a running animation, and then the third clone is lifting their gun up and is ready to attack. You can only kill when somebody's drawing their weapon on you. And that it sounds pretty easy when it's only one, but now imagine seeing that where it's just like 18 different people like bullet helling you. So you have to jump from person to person, but if you swipe through like their their like in the, their transition clone or whatever, um, that's not going to actually kill that enemy. Um, and maybe uh, is that like kind of what you're saying? So you see you see the path that people are walking, and you're trying to intercept them at the end of their path. Yes. Okay. Man, this game would be really tough to do as, like, an actual character action game, and I'm starting to wonder if it would be, like, a slowed-down tactics game, if that makes any sense. Um, I feel like you could do you could do it. It's just, like, it, I don't know. It's, I feel like, would you say Vanquish is a character action game? No, no. I would say that Vanquish is a piece of shit. <laughs> what are you talking about? You can fucking drift on your knees, dude. That's all you need. Platinum you got a made sweet an, mech suit. Platinum Games has done a lot of incredible work from their studio, and they made Vanquish. 
<laughs> what was actually didn't they make that other game that was also like it was around the same time it was like you 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 had a jetpack and like at a dark brown, void like a, dark void yeah was that also them? that doesn't seem like it would be a platinum game i don't know who made that but i remember playing the the freaking uh what is it called dark void i remember playing the demo for that all the time and i had such a good time with it uh oh it's developed by airtight games okay I I've, I don't know. I guess I, maybe because I just had those demos installed at the same time. Dude, he's just he's just got a fucking leather jacket and sweet like mech armor. That is such a cool concept to me. All that right, is whatever. Really dope. That that game. Like you got a video point, game for me, or do I gotta keep six. carrying this on my back? Here, I could I could give you another game. One second. Okay, here we go. This one comes to us from Love is Love, so march to the beat of your own drum at Dust in Your Eyes on Twitter. A hyper-realistic firefighting simulator with literal permadeath. If you die in the game, your console catches fire for real. So I'm thinking, because AJ, firefighters are fucking huge right now. Oh, are they? Name me three IPs with fires. Promare, Fire Force, and, oh, uh, God, uh-huh, there was that two. other one. Oh, there was the other one. That was Give so good. Give me a third. You dig deep. This- uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a video game where you're like two duo firefighters and like you you basically have to uh, actually no, that's an ambulance game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Come on, dig deep. Uh, I know maybe, I have a third I, one. You have a third one? I, I maybe I just have the perception that they're huge because like my Twitter is full of people doing different like firefighter like future firefighter outfits and like doing all the rigging and stuff, and it's just super, super cool. What's the third one, AJ? I named two. I I did two-thirds of the work. Come in, give us our one-third, AJ. I don't know the name of it, but I believe there's like three current firefighter like uh, <laughs> procedural dramas. Shit. You're giving me shit. <laughs> Sorry, I don't watch name cable three. television. I can't even name one. <laughs> Well, there's that. Okay, there is that one television show, uh, like Under Fire, not Under Fire. Um, it's the one about it has Dennis Leary in it and Chicago like, Fire, Station Nineteen, Nine One One. Uh, no, it's like it's this a uh, fire. Oh, God, shit, a uh, firefighter TV drama. I remember my parents like loving that firefighter uh TV show. Uh, is it not uh, Station 19, uh, the fourth season-long 2018 me, show on Res- ABC? No, 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 no. Rescue Me is the one that uh, a lot of people, like, really dug. Um, okay, but but either way, like, firefighters are cool right now because it's they're, they're fun. They are an organized sort of, like, unit of people that are just going to save lives. So I'm uh-huh. wondering if we can do some sort of – some of our own version of this game. What does, and one thing I always think about is what does like rescue teams look like in fantasy worlds? So I'm wondering if we can do something set in like on Sword Coast, like the D&D universe or um, some other, uh, like the Pathfinder universe, but you are strictly firefighters. What is a fantasy, like a fantasy firefighter? A fantasy firefighting team. And I think that would, because that just would be so cool, because, like, you could do, there's a bunch of different ways you can do this. Maybe it wouldn't be very cool team... if you were a druid. That would suck and hurt a lot for you, probably. <laughs> well, I'm thinking more along the lines of, yes, this is a fantasy world, but maybe it's not necessarily that these firefighters are, uh, let me circle back. You know, like, in Fire Force, you know who's the most interesting character of the Fire Force team? It's the captain. Arthur. Because he. Okay. It's the captain because he doesn't have any actual like pyro pyromancy abilities. He is just a guy uh, with Fire a bunch Force, of equipment. Just for those that aren't following along, uh, that's an anime currently. 
It's about a bunch of people that have superpowers of fire so that they can help fight other things with superpowers that have fire. But the it's captain of that team, it's 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 made by the same people who did Soul Eater. It has a lot of like uncomfortable fan service in it, but the concept is very like the world building in that series is very good. Um, the captain of our the of the team we follow doesn't have any fire abilities. He's just a normal ass dude that uses equipment and is constantly. Yeah, trying that's what to we have in the real himself. life, dog. It's but like it stands out more because he's dealing with like magical beings mm. you know what i mean okay so i'm wondering yeah, 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 if you yeah. can do some sort of um firefighting game where all of our characters don't have magical abilities they are like uh you ever heard of magic so you want to put like systems? you want to put normal firefighters into a fantasy world where they well, do firefighting i'm wondering no like i don't it's not i don't think it's that basic i'm, I'm trying to um, because if you're saying fantasy firefighters, I'm thinking like a paladin and like a warlock and like a sorcerer fighting fires. Okay, so that's so not you're the direction saying, you want to go. I can now. I'm thinking along the lines because <laughs> AJ and I are about to pick up this game called Heart, and there is a train paladin in it, and I'm wondering if you could do a paladin that's also just a firefighter, and just like the armor aesthetic on something like that would be so a wet fucking paladin. Oh, don't say that, please. <laughs> don't say it like that <laughs> what's wrong with saying it like that <laughs> so I, but like oh god that would be so fucking cool so it's like it's just some sort of i'm thinking like you are in this fantastical world and you are just a cool unit of firefighters could you do a thing where it is um god how do you how do you is there a way i, I don't know how else to describe this but um like a horde style game. So like doing it where it's a squad, you pick a squad of four there and each character has their own abilities, their own thing. And you're going into this game or this, uh, where you have to like basically go through the level, putting out all the fires in it. And maybe there are certain enemies that you need to take, take down that only this fantasy, like firefighting crew can do. So like, let's say, I I kind of like the idea of like, it it is a fantasy world. It is the same. It is like in a similar fantasy world that somebody would be taking out the demon King or some shit like that. But instead Mm -hmm. of following heroes, trying to go kill the demon King, we're facing the heroes that are trying to save as like many lives after, in the forest yeah. or in the village being attacked by a dragon. Like, you mm. know what you see a lot of in Skyrim? Dragons. You know what you don't yeah. see a lot in Skyrim? The people having to put out the fires. Yeah, the construction crews, the people that are, like, doing damage control and trying to help people, like, the fix, field get medics. out of their houses and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So could we do a thing where this is, like, um, a uh, it's like a dungeon game? And there's only three players, by the way, AJ, because we got to get with the times. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah. We hate fourth player so, can, games. Destiny's the greatest game ever made, and we'll always be trying to emulate uh, the two games that influenced game design more than anything, which are, of course, <laughs> Destiny and Battletoads. So could we do a thing where each location is like a dungeon? You need to put out a bunch of fires until you get to the boss room where there is some sort of fire elemental or fire-themed monster that you then need to take down so it's like a firefighter first person shooter like horde game what if you know, it was like... less of a horde game and more of a puzzler what if it was a game where like you ah. have these three diff- like these three or four different classes of character that are all mm-hmm. like you know the fantasy the normal fantasy tropes right a paladin a warlock a sorcerer and a ranger or something 
and you have to do puzzles so that you can save as many people as you can. You have to find oh. out how to get into the building and keep the building up so that you can mm-hmm. get as many people out of the building as possible before it burns down. Mm-hmm. And if you don't complete, going back to the submission here, each of these dungeons, let's say, has a time limit. And if you don't complete it in that time limit, guess what? Your PS5 going up in flames. You're going yes. to you're gonna need to scalp it again. <laughs> um, so yes. God. <laughs> Do you I forgot that, that any- that's a gimmick for it. Sorry, I'm getting really invested in the idea of like a puzzle game where you have like the fantasy classes solving puzzles. I almost wonder mm-hmm. if it would fit play like a like a turn-based puzzler, if that makes any sense. That way that way we can Treat set it. up our time oh, limit in a way XCOM. that allows players to think through the situations. Like XCOM, yeah. Yes. I yes. love the so idea of like being XCOM also because mm-hmm. that gives us a world where we can create something with enough fidelity that if it overheats our game systems it totally makes any sense <laughs> it's just like man how many gigahertz and teraflops and ram jiggles do you think it takes to put a ps5 in flames um i don't know like it it's we're gonna load every possible hair follicle of something huh like what do you what do you think would be that's an interesting question so I, i've heard of like consoles or computers going up in flames because of overheating um, what what do you think is the thing that usually catches fire in something like that? Is it the processor? Is it the hard drive? Is it some sort? Is it the power port or like some sort of connection part that usually shorts out? I'm trying to figure out like what is the first thing that would blow up because this is what I'm thinking is like if it's the graphics card, then that tells me we need to do something that has a lot of visual like information, a lot of real time rendering that mm-hmm. needs to be done. So uh, part, that's intense lighting. That's particle fire effects. The fastest is of course the uh, heater in the computer. The heater? Yeah, because mm-hmm. I don't want my computer getting too cold. I that's yeah you don't want it to freeze systems, up. Not so every me. PC has a heater involved. That way it's always warmed up. You know what I mean? You know, little known fact if you're uh if your computer's running a little bit cold, just duct tape it to a radiator, boom, you're gonna be flying sixty FPS, four K UHD. <laughs> Just do keep that. It, keep it active. Don't, you don't, don't fact, you don't don't fact check that. It's it's that simple. It's that simple. Don't, oh, no. don't worry about it. You could tell yeah. me that a gigaflop. I used the term gigaflop earlier. That's not a real computer you not, term. You think I know you shit know about computers? Do you know what a gigaflop computers? is? <laughs> no. A gigaflop is a real word. It's just like it, that. It's just I know not. teraflop is a word because it sounds yeah. stupid. That's a real <laughs> word for computers. Because it has flop in it. And whenever you think flop, you think like a flop house or like some sort of uh, flap. Not, I was going to say flapjacks, but flapjacks is different than flop. Like I, Yeah, when I think just, of flop, I think of the ASD, ASDF movie and it's like, everybody do the flop. Hey, Blake, we got 55 minutes whoa. of recording here. Do we want to go ahead yeah. and f- pick a nug and Blake, pick you a wanna, game here? Uh, how- uh sh- oh that's right we should pick a uh, we should pick a nug. what do you think is our we nug? should pick a nug i'm like here of all the games that we've created i am most interested personally in a puzzler a tactics puzzler where you play as rpg classes trying to keep a town stable mm-hmm. enough to save as many lives as possible and it's then, a very very fun and concept. if you don't do that the your idea that if your characters die personally your pc uh-huh. or game system heats up and bricks itself very uh, funny. God, you know what would be kind of cool, too? What if it's a, more along the lines of this? So, a total total party kill, your console goes up in flames. If one person of the party dies, only one thing gets kind of 
starts wonk wigging out on in your console. If you so get it's, one character to die, your PC fan starts going crazy. Well, the I was thinking more along the lines insane. of like, you're like that's would, really noisy, huh? Well, I was thinking more along the lines of it just it affects gameplay somehow. So it'd be like one person dies. Guess what? The uh, HDMI HDMI port it's now only displaying half of your screen. So it's like mm. it's something that actually makes the game harder, but is also slowly fucking up your console as it goes on. So one person dies, half your monitor goes out. Two people die, and you're like the last person left. Uh, what's another visual thing that can do? It turns um, into a text-based <laughs> adventure. <laughs> I was thinking your monitor just starts flashing, like just like periodically, like Morse code is just like on off on off. Perhaps it's Not something where fast, every cause... time a character dies, the resolution of the game gets worse, but it starts oh. opening up more things in the background to slow your computer down. So like one person <laughs> dies, one person dies, the game <laughs> dereses to like one forty four p. And also no. like your game just no, no, no. Your, AJ, AJ, and then your no, whole no, no. thing starts it's to heat up. It's not deresing. You know why it's not deresing? Because that makes it run faster. Because it's less. It's less. Well, that's fidelity. what I'm saying. The, the, the resolution the... climbs every time somebody dies. So you're playing this <laughs> love and death like little dance of like, man, this all these particle effects, all this light, real time lighting and rendering looks fucking amazing. That ha now that half my party's dead. But guess what? That 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 beauty comes at a cost, AJ. It starts slowly frying your PC or frying your PS5. <laughs> <laughs> then instead of you know it de-resing, you, know you get like a filter that like a mosaic filter that crunches everything for you. Real quick. I'm just picturing... <laughs> You know how you get around that? You just play on other people's servers. So you just smash cut to like, you know, like those companies that host games for you on their servers, but you play remotely on your computer. So oh, we use this to destroy Google Stadia. <laughs> yeah, you smash cut to like that a server house and just like one server goes up in flames. Another server goes up in flames. <laughs> and then just suddenly every server is just like, poof, 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 poof. and just like, <laughs> it's just like the one guy working there is like, they don't pay me enough for this, and he just fucking just runs. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of Google burns down. Actually, no, all of uh, uh actually no, GameStop doesn't have any servers like that, do they? Damn it, Reggie fees I mean, oh. you've gotten away from me yet again. Um, Reggie, <laughs> Reggie. So, okay, let's talk about the puzzle element because I feel like we we talked about it vaguely, but not necessarily. Like, let's just talk about one level like like one room like is it yeah one level we, would be like you are in a village that has recently been attacked by a dragon so we've got mm -hmm. a couple toppled buildings let's say that the dragon perched up on a church tower and mm -hmm. you know the church tower got knocked over when the dragon took off again uh he's mm -hmm. lit uh like two houses on fire and all the sheep have run loose you let have me, in me... your party like a mm -hmm. ranger You've got, like, uh, a warlock and a paladin. Perhaps uh -huh. the ranger you want to start having send a dog over to go herd up the animals. So we've got that handled. Mm -hmm. uh, and you have to, like, oh, you know, tactics-wise send in, like, you have to have the ranger command dog herd. And, like, mm -hmm. that would cause the dog to go herd up the sheep. I was think I I'm I'm it's interesting that you mentioned that because I was picturing this as that we take all the classes but then modify them to be fire fighting themed so it's like we no, have a paladin I, I but instead of a hammer they have like classes. a gauntlet of, that's interesting. I think some so, I think the flavor might be changed a little bit. I do like that idea, but I do think that mm -hmm. like like the flavor of the ranger of the dog maybe the dog's like a dalmatian with a fun firefighter hat. 
But I think that at its core, it is a fantasy, like, t- tropey ranger class. Oh, interesting. So it's, it's a game about adapting those skills to, like, fit, like, it, it's it, not it a game a about, like, firefighter-themed those... rangers. It's about, like, what what uses would a ranger have in firefighting? Or what yeah, uses would it, a warlock have in Yeah, it's about heroes that are trying to save people rather than trying to get fame. Ah, These okay, are not heroes okay. out for this fame or, nor glory. This is heroes out to save as many people as possible. My my main issue with that is when you get into classes like paladins or other things, I feel a lot of them are combat-themed. So how do you adapt a combat-themed thing to that? Like like doing a, war, a wizard or a warlock makes sense. Oh, they're so... big and strong and buff. Okay, Apparently, so they... paladins might be the only ones tanky enough to go into a flaming building, and perhaps okay, the so... warlock should handle the fire. So let's say we have like just just so I'm following you, we have this we have this one woman who's a paladin, and her mm-hmm. job is to clear like her thing is like rubble clearing. So like to get to you find that this house is on fire, but you need to clear um the and the door is covered in rubble, so like it's trapping people inside. That's the paladin's thing. But now that the door is open. Um, and there are people in there, maybe you need to do, um, or maybe there's sheep inside the building, let's say. Then the ranger sends their dog in, is like, hey, you guys got to get out of here. Or, you know, maybe uh, it's a druid that can transform into its own animal and go talk to these sheep or something like that. Yeah, and yeah, get them yeah. Out of this building. And then let's say, because we have to think of this in like threes, like every puzzle requires three people to solve it. Um, so what does the third person do? It's. I think the third person would you would be like the extinguisher, right? Like they're the one in charge of putting the flame out. So uh, let's yeah, say it's a we get some sort of spellcaster to cast no fire. Uh huh. You know, it'd be kind of cool too if like um the wizard can summon like some sort of water elemental, and that's like they use the wizard is like mainly in charge of putting out fire because they're the ones who can summon different water powers. Let's say. Yeah, um, and so like you, they, there'd they, be maybe another level where like you realize that you need to have the spellcaster putting out the fire in one place, and there's two big fires, and you're like, okay, well, mm-hmm. the only way I'm going to get this one with the most amount of people saved is I need to send my paladin into this building, just ground up as many people and come out because I know the paladin can tank the fire. They're the only mm-hmm. class that I have that can r- survive in a flaming building. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I wanted okay, to like okay. lean into those like same character class tropes. Just play with them in mm-hmm. a different light. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. And could you do a thing? Uh, God, you know, be kind of cool too. Um, one thing that firefighters I think have to deal with in real life is they they don't really have a whole lot of ways to scope out a building. So they don't know who's who is where in a building. They kind of just have to like get on a roof and figure it out. Isn't there That's an ability? That's why you've got a cleric the... there, baby. Your paladin, like XCOM, how like characters can like you like it's procedurally generated characters, right? Maybe you'll mm-hmm. end up with a paladin that can subclass. Subclassing will be where like where those like specialties come from. You might get mm-hmm. a paladin that specializes in as a cleric, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh hell yeah, cleric paladin. They can sense life. I'll always be able to find out wh- like where well, people I are was, and where I objectives was thinking lie. More... I was thinking more along the lines of like it's a little bit more like of a visual experience where it's you know like in um Shadow of Mordor you can enter wraith mode which gives you access to different like it allows you to see different things um it doesn't mm-hmm. let you walk through walls but what I'm thinking is isn't there like a planeswalker subclass for the ranger 
where like if they enter that mode they can then go into a building they can't interact with anything but they can walk room to room through walls to see where everybody is and then communicate that to the rest of the party because like hey you might need to destroy this cathedral's burning down and you need to destroy some walls to get in there but if you destroy the wrong wall guess what it's going to topple like whoever's in that room so you need to scout it out see what is a good point of entry um, I want to so give like, I want to give a scouting ability and I want to create like an objective sensing ability, but I want to tie those mm. both to different classes and like I want to okay. say the like and that let's works, use a job yeah. system, right? Like I said, mm -hmm, every yeah. character will have a base class and then they will randomly subclass, and that will be kind of the job system that you've seen in games like Octopath Traveler or mm -hmm. Bravely Default. There will be skills so, tied to different classes that can be gained kind of by random. Paladin so Cleric, the... super good. Mm -hmm. Paladin Voidwalker, mm, not as so OP, for this but to it work, definitely though, decent. Quick question. For this to work, though, doesn't that mean... Because you're going to have a team of three, and there's two mm -hmm. ways to do this. Is it that there are a bunch of different classes, there's more than three, and you could just pick and choose? Or is it yes. there's only three classes in this game, and they all kind of can subclass into being different uses? So you can have a wizard we'll do... who can't put fires out, but they can clear rubble real good because they have a telekinesis ability i want to lean um, with more than three classes because it's going to okay. be a tactics game and like i also want to introduce the idea of like we know that if you have a full wipe your machine absolutely destroys itself but if you mm. only have one person die when you go back to base you should be able to recruit somebody new and your computer will fix itself uh, back to the normal <laughs> three so that way that, that you, way we use the permadeath system still mm. I'm but trying the to player figure can out, gain though, new characters. How how do you avoid getting into a situation where you don't like you need a person that can put out fires? How do you avoid having a party that doesn't have that is lacking that ability? So that's why I'm trying to think of like is every uh, can every don't. class and if do they don't everything? think of that and everybody uh. dies, their machine dies. <laughs> they get to the end level. They're like the there's end of the there's level still going to be a level of RNG <laughs> in the same way that like how do you guarantee in XCOM that you get somebody that can shoot good? You don't. You hope you get a sniper that gains the ability to like get perfect hundo percents from anywhere on the field, or you okay. hope that you get a sniper rifle character that gets the Hawkeye ability so that if anybody sees an enemy, the sniper can see that and make that shot. Like you, okay, there's RNG so, and you have to hope and pray you get the good God, shit. That's like, that's like a random roles thing. That's fucking, yes. that's playing. That's literally the secondary playing with fire. job class will that. always be random, but at least the character, <laughs> like when they are the paladin, you know, they are, they will always have at least the paladin skills. Yeah. They have hope their they base, like good. the base paladin abilities of like being strong the wizard mm -hmm. is like can do summons on a basic level, and then the subclass dictates what your summons are. Oh, man, ranger... but a paladin that would subclass into wizard, so you get a paladin that could put out fire. That'll be a good a combo. Oh, I mean, okay, so you're that's not necessarily a subclass then. That's like a double class, like you're dual classing at that point, right? Yeah, I, I'm using them synonymously. I think that like jobs, okay. classes, uh, they're the same thing in my brain. Uh, that's why I was thinking about the Octopath Traveler system, and I'm now realizing that you haven't played Octopath. No, but way, you've talked to me about it a bunch. Like I, I feel like I've yeah, gotten every, a good every amount of class it is osmosis. the same thing. You yeah. can uh, every the, every character has a job, and those yeah. jobs can be picked up by other players. And I think that that's what I want to go with for this. Can, a paladin can you buy... is a job. 
can you buy better equipment as you go through the game like better firefighting equipment or armor that allows you to like say our paladin like can we buy her better armor um to where she can stand in fire for a lot longer sure um, yeah or is there like we have if we to, can we buy have to our... some way for these characters to get better so that we can yeah sucker more people into thinking that the game is easy so they'll trick their friends into destroying their pcs <laughs> <laughs> i love the stress also of a situation where somebody has lost two of their compatriots and the game is running like shit and they can feel can't, the heat coming off of their the game like machine and they're like, I just need to finish this. I just need to finish uh, this. And then once I'm done, I can recruit two new party members and fix my computer. It'll be fine. And and if you're and guess what? If you're the last player standing and your internet DC is on you, I hate to say it, but it's gonna treat that as a death. It's gonna oh, treat that as a total party wipe. Online? Like a group game? Well, I mean, how else would you do co-op? I wasn't thinking like, of co-op at all. Really? Oh, yeah, I was so imagining it like a single-player oh. XCOM-style game. Oh, okay. I was thinking it's more of like you, because like I feel puzzles are way more interesting when you got to communicate that to your to your team, mm. like to your fellow players. Like I'm at, you know, remember how fucking crazy and chaotic it gets when we have to do that puzzle in um in in the garden raid in Destiny where we have to like connect everybody and move around that one small pillar and it's like a 30 minute endeavor. Imagine that. But also the stress is you don't solve that puzzle, all of your Xboxes get get fucking fried. Like I would be so stressed out of my mind having to communicate that um with two other people. And I feel like that that's that's what I was thinking this whole time is that um you it's like yes it's X, xcom in terms of like managing like making sure to pick the right team and stuff but like when you're actually in the level it's like you're playing a level of uh of uh, vermintide or left for dead where you kind of have to work as a unit okay yeah i could see That's, it all right yeah all right okay less xcom I, more divinity okay so okay so we have our we have our game what are we going to name it I was thinking Under Fire would be very fun. Under Fire is not bad. Do you want if something with a little more fantasy we can, element? If there's any way that we can sell the idea that, like, these are heroes in it to protect people. You know what I mean? Like, what if it was, like, Towns Guard? Towns Guard? Yeah. Towns Guard. Hmm. Is there a way we can introduce some sort of firefighting element to that? Because, yeah, that... Like, it doesn't necessarily feel firefighting-centric. I, I like it because it, it implies that we are a group of people doing, like, you know, protecting, like, this these towns and these and these people. But is there a way that you can kind of combine that with... I mean, fucking Promare does that. But then again, it's not about firefighting. Yeah, yeah, about, I see what you're asking. You're asking for, like, know, some, like, like fantasy-ass, like, flames like bang fire, or like, some shit like that. what is the fantasy like version of Fire Force, you know? Um, flames like, bang. Yeah, Bane is fun. It was like uh Scorch you... Bane. Spark is, Bane. Is there okay, so you're saying Townsguard, right? Could we yeah. do Townsguard um Fires Bane? Or because there's like Vermin there's like Warhammer Vermintide. There's Warhammer. So Townsguard, there's... the little dot apostrophe thing. Mm-hmm. Flames Bane. Flames Bane. Could you do embers? Like um uh, like embers of some kind? So, because I like Townsguard. Townsguard okay, yeah, is yeah. fun. Townsguard, 
Embers of, and then like some fantasy ass dragon name, right? Like Townsguard Flames oh. of ba- Townsguard Embers of Bahamut or some shit. Oh, dude. Uh, fuck. Here, hold on. Let me pull up a, a fantasy name. Fantasy Embers of Tiamat. <laughs> but it's is that like the old is that what we're going because they're the ultimate dragon you have a point yeah yeah, there. yeah. that's like, like the, the ultimate final... dragon It'll, towns guard oh, embers of that... tiamat oh my god you're onto something because like the we find the, the the core narrative of this is like there's a bunch of dragon attacks going on and they're always leaving a bunch of fire why is that and you find out tiamat's like i they took my world because like the whole lore of tiamat is is like everybody in uh babylon like band together to fight Tiamat, right? And they killed, they banished Tiamat or whatever. So Did maybe they? we could play. Oh, no. History. I, I, I don't. I mean, it's not history. It's myth. That's history. That's real history, <laughs> Do you think dog. Tia, you think Tiamat was a real dragon in our world? Sure. Why not? I wasn't there. That I wasn't <laughs> it, there. It, hap- it happened ten thousand years ago. Who knows, man? Anything could. Yeah, you weren't there been... either, dude. You, how do yeah. you know? <laughs> You don't have a first-hand experience. Okay, Embers of Tiamat. I fucking like that. And the narrative is like, <laughs> the final thing is like, you have to go to Tiamat's fortress and like, put out the fires bef- to getting to the her. The final level like is you having to save the heroes after they've defeated Tiamat. And you're like, ah, great. Gotta go uh, wipe their ass again. Oh, that's that's right. Because we aren't the heroes. So you're no, like, you. We are not the, the heroes. Oh, so they defeat Tiamat, and you have to get in there and save their buns. Okay, yeah, because they, okay, they went cool in to stuff. defeat Tiamat as what they believe to be a suicide mission, and you, you and oh, your homies are like, shit. actually, I think we got this. That's awesome. So you're basically doing a big rescue mission. That's cool as hell, dude. Hell yeah, Townsguard, Embers of Tiamat, dude. Fuck. Hey, and again, man, if you wipe rocks. on this game, if you wipe on this game, your whole computer goes up in flames, <laughs> and you just. <laughs> It just uh, it puts a picture of Tiamat on your screen, and it's like there, and her eyes are just burning as your just yes. computer melts on itself. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Um, I don't think there's any boss fight this week on a game like that uh, from our Discord, so uh, I think that's I think it's just ready for patch notes, then, brother. Uh, okay, yeah, let's go to patch notes. That sounds like a good plan to me. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Patch Notes today. Oh, I just attacked my table. Hopefully that rumble didn't come through the mic. I, I, I did Hello, hear the every- rumble. <laughs> You're on a different mic. My other mic is way better and cooler and I, handsomer. I, I, I felt like it, it sounded like leather crinkling. Like, like that's what I heard. Well, you're, I, well, I just yeah, heard it again. I heard some the, scraping. You're, you hear me on the Blue Yeti. They hear me on the road. Oh, you got double mic setup going on. Okay, I got two okay. mics set up. One for you, one oh, for them. You know? Fancy, fancy, fancy. All right. Tell AJ, what do we got? We got something to talk to the audience about. What do you think? We got something we got to talk to the audience about. Uh, as always, I'm sure you've all noticed that we get a lot of submissions from our lovely audience. And you might be thinking, you guys say from all over the internet, but where exactly on the internet would I be able to send a submission for this incredible podcast? Well... The number one best spot to submit is going to be on our Twitter at Spiritual Suck with two C's. With two C's, it's an incredible Twitter. And if you just send your little video game ideas, just at Spiritual Suck, we'll get those ideas, and those will, those will come up on this here show, maybe. <laughs> Alternatively, you can go ahead and check out our Reddit account. It's Spiritual underscore Successor. Mm-hmm. It is. A very nice Reddit. There's a lot of good submissions in there. 
Uh, I usually don't get around to those. I should get better about that. But there's some incredible ideas in that Discord as well. Mm-hmm. And you can send us an email at spiritualsuccessorpodcast at gmail.com. And one of the other quick little benefits we just want to talk about on our Twitter, we are constantly doing updates on like when our Patreon game nights are and just so that's the main place I upload art uh, for every every week's episode. So if you want to check those out, come check us out at Spiritual Suck with two C's on Twitter. And that's about the only thing that we need to plug this week. As mm-hmm. always, our intro and outro song is Cheap Shop by Anna Monaguchi, an excellent song from an excellent band for an excellent game. I've been your host, AJ Hart. And I have been your other host, Blake Rea. This has been Spiritual Successor, and these are cool games that should not be made. <laughs> <laughs>